Welcome to Esker Out Loud, the San Francisco real estate podcast from Jackson Fuller Real Estate, experts on San Francisco real estate since 2002. Podcast notes with links are available at jacksonfuller.com backslash podcast. Hey, Kevin, what's up with the market? Are you a buyer or a seller? Yes. Okay. So, you know, the old joke is if you're a seller, what's going on with the market? Well, it's good, but it may not last. So you better sell now. And if you're a buyer, oh my God, it's going to get much more expensive in the future. So you need to buy now. But really what is actually going on is we are in the process of the market cooling down due to a couple of factors. One, the economy, two, interest rates going up, although they've inched a little bit down recently. And third, you know, we are a tech city and uh, the tech market, the stock market is down. So people's purchasing power is down as well. Yeah. And I would say my observation of it is like it has always been in San Francisco is our market will change in an instant. And it wasn't kind of like this gradual, oh, interest rates are going to start increasing and we're concerned or not concerned about this. It was just like overnight, I felt like I saw a change in the market. I think this is the most drastic change that I've seen. I've been in the business since 99, and this is the most drastic change I've seen since the dot-com bubble burst. And what I mean by that is going from a super hot market to a cool market almost instantaneously. 2005, you remember after Hurricane Katrina, it slowed down, but it already felt a little slow in the spring. And obviously, when the market went down with the Great Recession. It had been struggling a little bit before that. So this was the first time where you saw record-setting prices being followed by fairly substantial adjustments almost immediately after. Now, that being said, the condo market never recovered through COVID. That's still, the large buildings are still struggling. Yeah. And I think even within the condo market, there's a lot of condo markets two to four units in a central neighborhood like Castro is completely different than South Beach, anything, high rise, full service, kind of full stack. Any of the neighborhoods where you've got new development still happening and developers are selling, I mean, they're setting the price for that entire neighborhood. Because if you're resale, you have to price under that. Obviously. And um, the other thing is I've seen quite a few development opportunities open up for developers in the last month. Because I think a lot of people say, why build and sell the market if the prices are still down and construction costs are high? Now, speaking with contractors, there is no recession. The, the prices are still very high. But for condos, the market's down. New construction, that'll struggle a little bit. Single family houses, they always do better than any other product. But even they are doing a little bit. I I had multiple offers on a property last week and I got six offers, which was substantial. But it was pretty underpriced fixer. So That market seems to be okay, but I've seen other things where offer dates are coming and going on different properties. Yeah. And I think on single families, it's still a fairly strong market. At least that's been my experience. And it's kind of the situation where three months ago, you might've expected 10 offers and now you're going to get four. But how much further does it slow down from there? And on the condo side, people aren't coming to market with offer dates necessarily. No one wants to be arrogant right now as a seller, I would say. The other thing, and I kind of called this six months ago, where I'm looking at prices that the difference between first place and second place is $75,000, sometimes more than $100,000. Well, that's going to happen when you've got the most competitive market of all times. 
But as the market slows down, those are the first offers to kind of fall. So now maybe we're back to earth. And maybe back to earth means that prices are down $75,000, which can be 5% easily on a single family home. And 5% drop in prices is a lot, but it's really you know, a little bit of froth at the end, that extra 5% in the first place. So what I'm thinking is you're seeing a lot of the upsurge in prices that happened in February, March of 2022 have evaporated and we're back to January 22 pricing. Back to January. Back to January. Well, <laughs> will 2022 ever end? <laughs> I think everyone was a little more optimistic January 2022 than they are now. Realtors are funny. You know, we're a funny breed. That's a very kind way of saying it. We just think everything's wonderful. And I'm going to go buy a new Tesla and the money never stops. It always comes in and then it corrects. And it's like, oh my God, am I ever going to get a commission check again? Jay Costello from Hill and Company. Hill and Company is no longer around, but Jay Costello is. And he taught me the real estate prayer. And I'm going to say it right now on this podcast. God, please let there be another real estate boom. I promise not to squander all my money this time. Oh, spoken like a realtor. Uh, a realtor that's been doing this 22 years and seen a few things just like yourself. No understatement there. <laughs> All right. So definitely we have noticed a changed market in San Francisco, but that does not mean it is time for the bottom feeders and scavengers to come into San Francisco. We're going from an extreme seller's market to something slightly more approaching balance, it feels like, but it's not like we've uh, tossed it over into a buyer's market by any stretch. No, not for the single family house product. It's funny. We sell about 7,000 properties a year plus in San Francisco. Most of those are single family homes or condos. Some are multi-unit buildings. I got a prediction this week from a multi-unit realtor. And he thinks the market's going to get a little more challenging in that segment of the market before it gets better. I can see that. It's just such a strange confluence of circumstances. We have all of this money that's been pumped into the economy because of COVID. So we've got inflation going on here, but we have almost record unemployment and we're underbuilt in housing and raw materials are crazy expensive for new construction. It's just weird. And that's the problem is the Fed actually wants to slow down the housing market because the housing market is making developers overbuild for a certain point of town. And here's the funny thing. They're overbuilding for right now because prices are up, but they've been underbuilding for years, which is why we have such a lack of inventory. But what happens, and I remember uh, Mayor London Breed talking about this back in the Great Recession, nothing was built for three or four years. So the demand comes back, there's no supply, and the prices surge. But what we're seeing here is because prices have gone up, you've had confidence in builders, they're building like crazy. The price of lumber is up, the price of steel is up. And so the Fed has to curb that. But at the same time, we've been underbuilding for so many years. So now if we curb that, there's going to be no building. And the next time the market goes back up, we're going to continue to have this problem of underbuilding of residential real estate, which is making it completely unaffordable for anyone working class or upper middle class. I mean, this is the only city in the United States where if you say I'm a doctor, people would say, can you even afford to buy a house? You know? Yeah, it's 100% true. This is not a great recession hit. This is probably going to be more like dot-com bubble burst. You know, a year or so where prices are 
not going crazy, maybe even adjusting a little bit. And then as soon as it's over, they surge again because San Francisco always surges again when the confidence is back. Have you seen developers that had projects done are selling through, but I haven't seen a notable project of substantial size break ground since 2020. No, and I don't know who wants to build in this market with the risks. I think people have felt that there's going to be a downturn at some point for quite a long time. Okay, I have to take that back. Treasure Island. I mean, not TI yet, but Yerba Buena Island. That build out is actually happening. I see that when I drive down the bridge. I kind of sit there and go, who wants to live that close to the bridge? You know what? Somebody does. And uh, it ain't me. But hey, there's some building there. But that's it. That's all I can think of. And that one's been in the pipeline for so long. It's not really like they could delay it much longer. I mean, Pier 70 is still happening, but that one's been in the pipeline. But yeah, like in terms of brand new projects, breaking ground, I can't think of anything. How much do you think it takes to build a brand new two bedroom now? I know a few years back, they said an affordable housing two bedroom was 700 grand, which was much more expensive than something that was built by a private developer. So now we're probably at 700,000 for a private developer. And then land, let's say you're 300, $400,000 a door for land. Now you're up to a million one. Then there's other costs. Now you're up to a million two, a million three. So if you're not selling this two bedroom unit for a million six, million seven, there's no profit in it for the developer. You see resale two bedroom condos, nice ones selling for one, two, one, three. So what justifies something new construction that's going to sell for one, six, one, seven? So that's probably why people say, forget it. I'll just sit on the sideline. I feel like South of Market has had the perpetual $1.2 million condo going on for about 10 years now. And the condo building always changes. Because like the new construction condo in the neighborhood is going to be the 1516 condo, which means the resales are like the 1-2 to 1-4 to 1-5. But there's always one on the market, it seems like, forever. You can always find a $1.2 million condo. And just like you said, there's different condo markets in different neighborhoods, different building classes. There's different condos in the same building. And what we've seen are one-bedroom units just struggling throughout this pandemic. More two-bedroom condos are faring a little better. Studios, I don't even know. I don't track studios. Is it really a two-bedroom condo or is it a one-bedroom condo with an office? <laughs> the new construction two-bedroom condo is eight 900 square feet rather than the 2005 new-bedroom condo, which was 1,200 square feet. And we're selling new construction in Hayes Valley in the 750 range in 2007, which was about the same price as a single-family home in the Sunset District. And now that single family home in the Sunset District is 1.8 and that two bedroom condo in Hayes Valley is 1.1, 1.2. That's a native West Side doing some gloating there, folks. <laughs> People love their single family homes and we're out of land. So the only thing we can do is go up. And at the end of the day, people love their single family homes and they love their backyard and they don't want an HOA telling them what to do. I saw a meme. It said, what do you call a pack of Karens? An HOA. An HOA. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Who wants to be under that? Nobody. So that's why you see this pressure of single family homes. And that's why homes in the Richmond, Sunset, West of Twin Peaks have just shot up 30, 40% in the last two years. So of course, there's going to be a little give back now with what's going on, but not a lot compared to multi-unit buildings, condos, TICs. I can't even imagine what's going on with TICs right now. I haven't had a listing of TIC in a few years. Oh, me neither. And I don't miss it. 
Nobody does. So I think if I was a buyer, I would look for the property I loved right now and buy it and not worry if it doesn't go up or adjust even a slightly downwards over the next year or so because you got the right home. And when the market goes back up again, you'll never be able to afford it. And that's the one thing that's pretty consistent in San Francisco is I talk to anyone that's been there more than five years and they say, I could never afford to buy the house that I live in now. Yeah, totally. 100%. Same experience. So that is the market update from Matt and Kevin. See you guys. You've been listening to Escrow Out Loud, the San Francisco real estate podcast from Jackson Fuller Real Estate. Experts on San Francisco real estate since 2002. Podcast notes with links available at jacksonfuller.com backslash podcast.